Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. And if you are, as I am, one who loves and appreciates and reveres sports history, there have been very few nights greater than last night. And there will be very few shows greater than today. There's only one place to start. Let's go. Here we go. Go, go. Only one place to start. LeBron, one-on-one against Kenrick Williams. Backing him in. Turns. Shoots. Scores. There he is. LeBron, you are the NBA's all-time scoring leader. Man, thank you guys. It's a record that has really only changed hands three times in the modern era. We covered this last week. The all-time leading scorer in NBA history has been, over the course of time, seven different people. But four of them came within the first decade or so of the league's existence. And so it changed hands pretty much all the time. The NBA doesn't go back nearly as far as the NFL and nowhere near as far as Major League Baseball. The NBA wasn't formed until the 40s. And so by the time Wilt Chamberlain owned that record, it had only it had changed hands quite a few times, but it had done so quickly and far less meaningfully. But if you go back to the 60s, so we're basically talking about 60 years ago, this record has been held by Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and as of last night, LeBron James, I am delighted that you are with us for these two hours in which we will try and put into context and perspective all of the things that we saw last night with the assembled members of the hashtag crew assembled around me. But the first person I wanted to bring in this morning is my buddy Brian Windhorst, who does such a wonderful job for us here at ESPN covering the sport and and really first became someone that I knew back in the Mike and Mike days when LeBron James first sort of burst onto the scene in a significant way, and there was Wendy, who had been there basically with him chronicling his journey from the start and has been with him pretty much every step of the way since and was in the building last night to see what I think goes down as one of the true crowning achievements of LeBron James' career. Um, and so, Wendy, I appreciate you jumping in here, as you did all morning long on Get Up. Let, let's just start there. How would you describe, for the audience that is just waking up across the country, how would you describe what the scene was like in that building last night? Yeah, you know, I've experienced so many things in the last 20 years with LeBron. You know, I've seen pretty much everything you could see, and this was – unique I, I i compared it to like a finals game but it didn't quite have that feel obviously because you're two under 500 teams and the, and the game itself wasn't um you know it wasn't a high caliber contest but what i mean by that is the buzz outside the arena hours beforehand that's what it feels like when you're at a high level uh playoff game everybody in los angeles in their seats glued to the action from the opening tip-off. This does not happen in February anywhere, much less L.A. And the edge-of-the-seat excitement that existed every time he touched the ball. 
I wasn't 100% sure, Greeny, how the L.A. crowd was going to embrace this because their relationship with LeBron is a little bit complicated. He hasn't been embraced as a favorite Laker, really. And I don't think that's fair, but it's just the truth. But I've I've, I've really never seen anything like it in L.A. Uh, Just absolutely were giving him a hug the entire time. I can't tell you how many celebrities were at this game. Now, I have been to multiple all-star games in L.A., which is Celebrity Central. The front row of this game was all people with Grammys, people with Oscars, billionaires, NBA champions, and LeBron's friends and family. Hmm. And I had been kind of given a, a hint on on Monday that LeBron was going to go all out to get the record uh, last night. Now, 36 points is not something, you know, you know, he's done it. He had done it 197 times in his career, so he knows how to do it. But like, that's no gimme. You could, you could play, you, you know, your backside off and still not get 36. But when I saw all the people that were there, people I knew from Akron 20 years ago, and I hadn't seen in 20 years, um, I think some people in his family like came off vacation for this. He wanted his. He, it wasn't clear whether his both of his sons were going to be able to be there on Thursday or some scheduling conflict. And then I saw the way he came out in the game. I knew right away he was getting it. And so the feeling in the arena, especially in that third quarter when he hit a couple of threes and it got going, it, it was just it was just an absolute iconic moment. And he Greeny, he was so content. The look on his face of contentment is, I think, the best you can say because he's a guy who was you know, been striving for things for, you know, 20 years now. He, he, very few times has he, has he gotten the brass ring in his hand, and he got it last night. Yeah, uh, Greeny and Wendy, that's really well said and well pointed out. Um, it was something that was obviously very meaningful. And, again, as one who appreciates sports, I, I try and paint sort of a verbal picture of this. But Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and it's not a secret that, that Kareem and LeBron have not had a great relationship, but they both handled it really well last night. And, and there's a moment that you will be seeing on video for the rest of your life where Kareem sort of ceremonially hands a basketball to him. Wasn't it it amazing the way Kareem, the the grandeur that he did that? It was really cool. I loved it. I loved it. And and this is the ceremonial passing of the torch, you know, and and Wendy, we're talking all morning long, you and me, and we've got Jay Williams and we've got all my football playing guys and we've got Monica McNutt and I got Jalen Rose and all these people who grew up playing guys, people like you and me, we grew up following this, reading about it, admiring it. And, and, and as one, who appreciates the history of this stuff I mean to watch Kareem Abdul-Jabbar not just figuratively but literally pass the torch to LeBron James last night as one who appreciates the history of sports I I didn't know exactly how I was expecting to feel when all this happened last night for me anyway it was better than I imagined it would be Wendy yeah you know I'm I'm relatively jaded because of just what I've been through and it's a part of the profession um I'm now in my mid forties and like last year when I was at the all-star game in Cleveland and they brought out most of the top 75 players, mm-hmm. I just really liked it. I must be, you know, I'm getting old and getting towards nostalgia. I just love seeing everybody. And I loved seeing that from Kareem last night. You know, there was a, a similar moment. It was a Cleveland vein, but it, it when the Cavs had the parade in 2016, um, and they, they honored, you know, they had the big ceremony at the end of the parade, Jim Brown, was there and handed LeBron, you know, the last time anybody had won a title in Cleveland was 1964 when the Browns won. And Jim Brown handed the trophy, 
you know, the, the Cavs had already won. They handed it over to LeBron. And it was like in this incredible Cleveland moment. Um, and, you know, Jim Brown is a guy, you know, LeBron with a sense of history, but anybody with a sense of history, anybody of a certain age, like, you know, I grew up, you know, reading biographies of Jim Brown and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, I read a, mm-hmm. you know, when I was 12 years old, I read a biography about Lou Alcindor and, you know, you know, the way, you know, with things, the things he did in high school and at UCLA. And so, you know, this is now LeBron. You know, this is one of the things like, you know, I didn't live during really, I wasn't alive during Jack Nicholas's dominance. So when I watched Tiger Woods chase him, it was sort of a thing like, oh my gosh, I'm watching like the maybe the greatest of all time. And so to um, be able to see that moment where, you know, this, you know, so many people have just, because LeBron's been around for 20 years, so many people have been able to partake in his journey and to see a guy who I literally grew up knowing as a legend, basically having, you know, having LeBron surpass him, it was a, it was just a moment that you just don't get every day, certainly not on a Tuesday night in February very often. It, it's a moment that you've never gotten before. And, and you know, it might very well be 40 years before we get it again. Scoring is different in the NBA now than it's ever been. We've never seen players putting up individual scoring totals like they are doing now. Um, and so, I don't know, I mean, check back with us in 15 years and maybe Luka Doncic will be closing in on that or maybe somebody else will. But I don't think it's very likely with the numbers of games they do and don't play and how long you have to stay healthy and how long you have to be dedicated to it. I mean, Le- uh, Kareem played into his 40s. And here's LeBron still playing at a super high level at the age of 38. And so I'll leave it with this, Wendy, with this question. Um, Is he done playing super meaningful games? Like last night is meaningful. You pointed it out on TV this morning. That's his big moment in L.A. Because when they won the championship, that was in the bubble and everything else. They didn't get Kyrie, which I know, obviously, he was disappointed by. Um, Is there reason to believe that they're going to make themselves a championship contender at any point in the next, in the foreseeable future while he's there? Because it's the Lakers and like like almost every player who is about to get traded or about to become a free agent seems to want to be here. You'd never close the door on that. But one of the things you take away from last night is, you know, the the Thunder were a half a game ahead of the Lakers in the standings. It was was actually an important game as these teams struggle for the uh, fight for the play in. And the Thunder were so much clearly the better team. You know, the Lakers have, have fought pretty hard and gone through injuries and stuff. You know, they're, they're like four or five games over 500 since the beginning of December. Like, they've been actually a respectable team since then. They're not even on the level of the Thunder, who have a bunch of basically, you know, 20-year-olds out there on the roster. You know, he did this really good sit-down interview with Michael Wilbon on Monday. And in the interview, he, like, basically gave an ode to how much he loves being here when he said, yeah, I was disappointed we didn't get Kyrie, but I'm going to still keep fighting. And I think LeBron's gotten to the point where he's like, look, I'm going to enjoy and make the best of the situation and be here in L.A. Uh, He seems to give them more slack and let them off the hook. Like, he didn't let the Heat or the Cavs off the hook. And right now, I think what's on the horizon for him is playing with his son. So he'll he'll still lace it up and give it his best, but he signed an extension before this season when he absolutely didn't have to to take the Lakers completely off the hook for any pressure. And so judging by his actions, I think, you know, 
he's very likely going to be a Laker for the rest of the way and just try to make the most of it. And right now, that doesn't look that promising. So, so just as an aside, you know Pete McConville. He, he is the uh, senior coordinating producer of, of Get Up in the mornings. And, and when we were talking about the Anthony Davis thing today, and, and there's a lot going on on social media, Anthony Davis seemed to sit down. Well, it didn't seem to. He actually sat down when LeBron broke the record and Jalen was speculating that's a really bad look. Are there issues there? Whatever the case may be. Pete just sent me a text this morning, Wendy. Kevin Durant for Anthony Davis and Pat Bev. Who says no? Um, <laughs> what, I hear you laughing. What? what? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, 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 it was a very strange energy with his teammates last night. And I think, just to be fair, I think it's they were in a weird situation. LeBron was there with his family, and when he got the record, he celebrated with his family and some business associates, like. You know, it's not, you know, I love Pat Bev, but I can understand why LeBron doesn't want to go hug Pat Bev, who's been his teammate for five months, as opposed to people who've been around him for 25 years. Right. So his teammate was, his teammates were in an awkward situation, and then they lost the game. And, you know, being in the locker room, yeah, I mean, LeBron was having this, this incredible moment with, like, his boys were there with him. Um, uh, Nat Butler, who's been an NBA photographer for 30 years, pulls out the paper with the, with the point total on it, Greeny, and gives it to him for the iconic Chamberlain-esque shot, mm-hmm. right? Um, take, now, you know, that photo's going to be everywhere. And this is LeBron over in the corner, and the rest of the team is like, we just got beat by the Thunder, and they just had a really rough loss to, Oklahoma, or to New Orleans a couple of days ago, another team that's right in front of them. It's really been a bad few days for the Lakers in the standings. Like, they feel weird about it. Having said that, Anthony Davis's energy was not appropriate last night for a Thunder team that, frankly, is small, uh, at least on the interior. They have great size on the perimeter, but small in the interior, and they needed that win. Beyond LeBron, like, they needed that win, and Anthony Davis didn't bring it. And, you know, right before – LeBron broke the record. AD made an incredible play where he saved the ball that was going out of bounds, ended up on the top of the Laker bench, and it led to a, a, an easy basket for LeBron. It, you know, it wasn't like he wasn't contributing. He just, you know, back when the Lakers looked like they had some teeth this year was when AD was playing great in December. We haven't seen that. And last night did not look like a Laker team to me that really believed that they were going to make a run like LeBron said he believed with Wilbon on Monday. That's, that's really well said. Wendy, just just outstanding work. What else can I tell you? Thanks a million for getting up early this morning out there in L.A. and all the coverage, and we'll watch you all day long, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, my friend. Oh, yeah, the trade deadline's tomorrow. I forgot. Oh, yes. Oh, by the way, you've got a five-hour special tomorrow <laughs> of the trade deadline, so you and Woj and everybody are going to be jam-packed, and we'll see if Kevin Durant's name winds up being involved in that in any way. Thank you, Wendy. Outstanding work. All right, I'll, pa- I'll pause briefly on all of this. This is Greeny. Hey, are you looking to hire talent for your team? ZipRecruiter is the MVP of finding great candidates. It's matching technology hustles to find qualified people for your job. Pile on the talent and try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Uh, we will uh, share our thoughts on this extraordinary night as members of the hashtag crew in just a moment. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. 
and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. James free throw line. James Faye jumper. Good! NBA history in Los Angeles. LeBron James. A record that had stood for almost four decades. Now belongs to the king. Extraordinary night in so many ways, and we're delighted that you are here with us this morning. And I'm surrounded by the assembled members of the hashtag crew. Hembo is here. Bubba is here. Cam is here. Hembo, I'll start with you. Um, You have the remarkable ability to take all of the blood and emotion out of everything and just substitute numbers. What are your thoughts this morning on LeBron James breaking one of the genuinely great records in sports history? If you're not energized by what happened last night, in Los Angeles, then you just don't like sports, or at least you don't like sports the way that I do. This is genuinely one of the most significant accomplishments in the history of any sport. It is without question Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who won six MVPs and six NBA titles. I am looking at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's unupdated Twitter bio, and what it says is the NBA's all-time leading scorer first. That's the first thing that he identifies himself as. Now LeBron James can, and very likely will until the end of time. Yeah, and, and that for Kareem is a guy who won six championships and five MVPs, and and oh, and again, was won three national championships in college, and I think four of them in high school. Um, you know, he, he, he was, and I think on some level remains the most accomplished player ever, but LeBron is knocking on that door. And, you know, uh, Wendy used a, a brief golf analogy, and I'll use one as well as I, as I bring Bubba into the conversation next. You know, I love golf, and I think there is a little bit of a Jack and Tiger bit of a discussion to have here. Tiger Woods, for the period of time that he was the best player, was the best that ever lived, and it wasn't close. No one ever had a stretch of time like like Tiger's stretch of time, and his stretch was, off the top of my head, something like 12 years, 10 to 12 years, in which he won on a level that was unprecedented and that we may never see again in our lifetime, but certainly had not seen before. But that sport is also judged by longevity and by career accomplishment, not by compiling. Like in baseball, we sometimes talk about compilers. No one could ever suggest Jack was a compiler. No one could ever suggest that Kareem was a compiler or that LeBron is a compiler. LeBron is playing at a first-team All-NBA level at the age of 38. And so his his um, stretch of dominance his prime, if you will, call it whatever you want, is just longer than Michael's was. So that's, he's Jack in that analogy. So you can choose the one to say you think is the greatest. Michael went, during the period of time that he was the best, I will always take Michael. 
But if you want to make an argument for LeBron, it's easy to make. You just simply say his stretch of being at the very pinnacle of the sport has just been longer than Michael's was or anybody else ever. Bubba, what do you have to say this morning? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was just a really cool night, and like we just talked about with Windhorse, I thought uh, you know Kareem passing the ball was just, was just a great moment that everyone will always remember. But to me, the thing that I just am really struck by is a lot of times with these records, especially with just you know taking over um, you know career uh, overall points or whatever it is, it's it's someone on their last legs and like they're just getting there, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they're they're barely the player they used to be. LeBron is still unbelievable, so that that's just it's. It's just a it's just amazing to think how good he is right now, and he's clearly not even close to being done. So he's still going to be playing next year and probably after that. And it's it's not like he's like oh, you know, LeBron's barely doing. He's unbelievable. He's an All Pro this year. Like that's insane to think how good he is this year. And he's got and he's going to be uh, you know, it's just it's amazing what he's doing this year. And for him to breaking the record, being this good at this age, it's just amazing. You know, the, the closest things that we've seen, the, the comparable things that we've seen to this in recent years are what Aaron Judge did this year, uh, which, of course, is not a career reward, uh, accomplishment, but the, 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 the outcry, I happened to run into Aaron Judge in New York about two weeks ago. Stace and I were just out, purely coincidentally, we were doing some shopping and we ran into Aaron and his wife and their very cute little dog um, in a store. And it was actually Stace who noticed them because she noticed the dog. <laughs> She was like, oh, my God, look at that cute little dog. And I was like, she didn't know who Aaron Judge was. I mean, she, from across the room, she didn't know who he was. But she wanted to go closer to the dog. And as we're walking over, I said, you know, that looks a little like Aaron Judge. And then, oh, it is Aaron Judge. And I had the chance to chat with him for a minute. What a nice young man he is. And But we had a chance to talk about the way the Maris family kind of embraced him and how different that felt from all of the other stuff that we've had with with Bonds in particular. And so to have a moment last night that felt that kind of pure, like a really genuine, nice passing of the torch, and, and again, whatever the differences have been between Kareem and LeBron over the years, it's not, it's not been as though Kareem felt the record was invalid or anything. Like they've, they've not seen eye to eye on some issues, but they were easily able to put that behind them last night and have a, a wonderful moment with a beautiful and appropriate passing of the torch. Let, let me ask the youngest member of this group here, Cam, as, as someone, for whom, you know, LeBron has been the best player and biggest star in basketball literally your entire life. Um, what were you thinking about when this thing happened last night? Yeah, it was pretty momentous to watch. Um, LeBron has been in the league since I was six. So once again, like we talked about with Tom Brady last week, as long as pretty much I've had memories and I've been a sports fan, LeBron's been at the top of his game. And like Bubba said, not only is he still playing at such a high level, he did it in the third quarter. Like he did it in such a short amount of time in the game. And then obviously they lost in the fourth, but just like how dominant he was in the first half and especially the third quarter of the game was pretty impressive. Obviously completely different scenarios, but it did a little bit remind me of Kobe's final game where Kobe addressed the crowd. Kobe's family was there. There's all these celebrities there. It's in LA. LeBron addresses the crowd. His whole family's there. So obviously very different scenarios, but these big sports moments in L.A. are pretty much like no other. So I was, you know, I'm not the biggest NBA fan, but I was definitely struck watching it by how like the the emotion and circumstance of it all. Yes, there were similarities there. Of course, Kobe, one of the most, maybe even arguably the most beloved of of the Lakers by their fans. And LeBron, who has not had the easiest relationship there. I've I've been out there a lot. Um 
we, we go do NBA countdown and stuff out there. And so I've been in that arena a lot over the last, uh, I don't know, two years or whatever it's been. And when you walk into that arena, which is no longer called the Staples Center, um, but when you walk in, you walk past the statues. You, you walk past the statue of Kareem and you walk past the statue of Shaq and you walk past the statue of Magic. And soon enough, you'll walk past the statue of Kobe. And I don't think there's going to be a statue of LeBron. And it's, it's worth pointing out that LeBron's signature moment as a Laker came during what can only be described as the worst time that we have had in recent memory. Of course, it really in the depths of, of the COVID pandemic, the early stages of it. And, and so it happened in the bubble. It happened in Orlando, Florida, not in Los Angeles, California. There couldn't be a parade. There couldn't be any of a traditional celebration. None of that, of course, diminishes the, the value of the championship. Um, but it means he did, he never had that signature moment in front of those fans. This was that night for him. This was his signature moment. And, um, you know, I, I, I got a bunch of numbers. Look, it's about much more than numbers. But uh, Darius, who does a lot of our research for us, sort of does what Hembo does for Get Up, sent a bunch of numbers along that I think are worth reading here. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Uh, Kareem held the record for 14,187 days. Kareem broke Wilt Chamberlain's record on April 5th of 1984. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar held that record for that long. LeBron James has played 150 fewer regular season games than Kareem. So if you want to make arguments for and against, I'm not going to use the word validity. The record is purely valid and no one would argue otherwise. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played much of his career at a time where there were no three-pointers attempted in the NBA. So LeBron has had the extraordinary advantage of having those. But it should be pointed out, he played 150 fewer games. That's two seasons. He did it two seasons faster than Kareem did. LeBron has scored at least 1,000 points against 27 different franchises. He has scored a 40-point game against all 30 franchises. He is, again, to me most impressively, fourth on the all-time assists list. He is the only player on the top five in points and assists. Prior to LeBron, Oscar Robertson was the most recent to be in the top five of both categories. He fell out of the top five in points when Michael Jordan surpassed him. I mean, the accomplishments are ridiculous. Uh, LeBron is also, among other things, the end now, the NBA's all-time leading scorer, the NBA's all-time leading p- uh, playoff scorer. He's the only player to win finals MVP with three different teams. Um, he made eight consecutive finals appearances and nine in a 10-year span. So LeBron James' resume is complete. If, 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 if he wanted to, if you were saying, I nominate this person, the person I just, the person whose accomplishments I just read to you, if you wanted to say, I nominate this person to be the most accomplished player in the history of the game of basketball, you could defend it. You, it would be very, very hard to fight against. I'm going to add one number to your catalog of incredible numbers. And I liked it so much, I made it the trivia question on Get Up this morning. LeBron James has scored in double figures. He has scored at least 10 points. In 1,140 consecutive regular season games. 1,140. The next longest... Don't say it. Let's, let's test and see if Bubba watches get oh. up. Bubba, do you know who has the second longest active streak? I'll give you a hint. 
LeBron James streak is over 1,100 consecutive games. The second longest active streak is 107 games. So LeBron owns that current mark by 1,033 games. We gave this question and answer on Get Up this morning. So the question is, was Bubba watching? Who has the second longest streak, Bubba? Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, you did this on Get Up? <laughs> <laughs> we did this on that show that I do before this one. Yeah, well, turns out I was watching because you did the question with Jalen Rose and the answer is Joel Embiid. boy, Bob's. Uh, or did Cam just tell you that? No, like, I have to say, not to inflate his already enormous ego, but Hembo's trivia is one of our favorite parts of our morning getting ready over here in radio. I actually hear Cam is pretty good at, at getting some yeah, of these Yeah, Cam questions, tends right? to get them right. Wow. Not, need, the, not today. Not this but. one, and it was my, you know, my own team. The, the, Greeny, the, the point of the note was not who's second, of course. The point of the note is that by that standard of measure, LeBron James has, hasn't turned in a bad game since 2007. Yeah. 10 points is a lot for some people. 1140 consecutive times? That is an astonishing figure. Yeah. No, look, I my mean, goodness. The, 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 the <coughs> commitment... The dedication to excellence, and you can't take away a word of any of it. And again, I will just say, as one, I didn't grow up playing all of these sports. I mean, I grew up trying, but I wasn't ever going to be good enough to play. I grew up reading all these books, like Wendy was saying a few minutes ago. I grew up reading books about all the greatest players of all time. And so there's a moment last night that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, both figuratively and literally in the form of a basketball passes the torch to LeBron James. And I guess these aren't records that could ever be held by B level all time. greats. That record, the holding of it in and of itself is bring, makes you an eight, an a level all time. Great. But that's a connection because he got that record from Wilt. So the, what I think about is that's Wilt Chamberlain, to Kareem, 
to LeBron, and maybe someday he passes it on to someone else, and that's what makes sports great. And that's why so many people, I think, are rightfully upset about that being so damaged in baseball because these numbers were even more cherished in the game of baseball, and they've been so forever diminished. Like, imagine if that moment happens last night, but we all knew that LeBron was just flagrantly and blatantly cheating to do it. Think how different it would feel. Think for a moment about the extraordinary grace of Hank Aaron to have handled the Barry Bonds breaking of his record as with as much dignity as he did, considering that. Imagine how Kareem would have felt last night. You know, you, you break a record, you hold a record, you, 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 you see, you live to see someone break it. And, and however it is you feel about it, you, you, you stand there and you, you are, you are um, classy. And, and, and Kareem was extraordinarily classy last night. It's what it, I found myself thinking about that a little bit. Mm. It's a shame that we don't have that in baseball because think, I mean, just think about watching the Maris family last year celebrating Aaron Judge. That's sports history. That's beauty. That, that For those of us who love sports, that's the best thing about it. And we got it again last night. It's everything. There's actually a, there's a good parallel there between Henry Aaron and LeBron James. LeBron James, whom you've described as someone put on this earth to be the greatest point guard yeah. that ever lived, mm-hmm. has one scoring title. Henry Aaron never hit 50 home runs in a season. These gentlemen achieve these incredible things with metronomic brilliance. There is a lot of value in that. It's not compiling, Greeny. There is something to be said about two decades of uninterrupted greatness. That's right. Greeny brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more, much more on this, including uh, we will set aside time for your phone calls with your thoughts on all of it as we continue. But up next, um, the most interesting person in sports strikes again, and uh, you will hear exactly how, as only he can, after this word from AutoZone. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service, which not only identifies the check engine light code, also helps identify the most likely cause of the check engine light being on. Uh, With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. We're back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Oh, yes, that is a well-chosen musical accompaniment. From young Cam, whose father wasn't born when this song was written. Um, But darkness is the theme of the next topic here. We'll spend most of our day talking about LeBron James and his breaking of the record. But let's talk about another aging superstar. uh, In this case, one who has some decisions to make. And Aaron Rodgers is doing it as only he can. So why darkness? Well, Aaron Rodgers was explaining to Pat McAfee, on his show the other day, I guess yesterday this was, that he has not yet made up his mind whether he's going to continue to play and that he is going to spend a bunch of time in total darkness in trying to figure it out. I think it's going to be important to get through this week and then to take my uh, you know, my isolation retreat just to be able to contemplate all things uh, my future and then uh, and then make a decision that I feel like is is best for me moving forward and in the highest interest of my happiness and then uh, and then move forward. What's isolation retreat? We're just going into a cave. It's four nights of complete uh, darkness. It's a darkness retreat. 
I've had you know a number of friends who've done it and had some profound uh, experiences and it's something that's been on my radar for a few years now and I felt like it'd be awesome to do regardless of where I was leaning after this season so it's been on the calendar for uh, months and months and months and it's coming up in a couple weeks okay I am going to be accused of defending him because he is now my quarterback I, I have 100% already adopted him as a jet it is much too late for me not to get my hopes up um I love Aaron Rodgers and have convinced myself that he is going to come to the Jets. But if you are making fun of this concept, um, I really sort of question the openness of your own mind. Um, ayahuasca is something very different from this. Ayahuasca is the taking of, a, of, a, of an entirely different substance that causes you to hallucinate and causes you to throw up endlessly and all sorts of other things. Um, and that's what Rogers was talking about famously last year. And everyone kind of looked at that sideways because it is, at least in my estimation, a, a vastly different thing from this. But if you know anything about Buddhism or any of the, uh, those other sorts of higher levels of um, consciousness that people have been trying to achieve for literally thousands of years and the benefits that can have – this is not something to make fun of. This is awesome. I mean, it's not for everyone. I'm not sitting here saying everyone needs to go do a four-night darkness retreat. But in all honesty, if that was, I actually would be interested in doing something like that. Could you do a four-day darkness retreat to try and find yourself hembo? Uh, I would not be in favor of this, and I'm surprised that you'd be willing to. I mean, if it would be one thing if you know Aaron Rodgers came out on the other side with you, but you're a very on person. I, I would love to be off. I would love four would. days of being off. I would. I actually like huh. the sound of this, and I like his tweet. When, when people were sort of all reacting to this, he tweeted, be curious, not judgmental. We are all on our own path, and doing things like this helps me find a greater sense of peace and love for life, love and respect to you. Look, I can see you having a problem with this if it was being forced upon you, if it was mandatory, <laughs> <laughs> if he was saying, you must all take a four-day retreat. But why would anyone have a problem with his doing it? Look, he's an unusual dude. He has a, a different – I'm not suggesting that this is something that most people do. It's something that very, 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 very few people do. But it is something that I've heard of. This is not the first time I've heard of something like this. I just got to get jump. There's Go. 0% chance that you would be able to do this. No, I you're wrong. I would do I it. can't – you're telling me you would go into what is essentially a cave for four days and yeah. not a dark have, room. I mean, you're, you're not like outdoors in the elements. He's not being like forced to try and But wherever like, you are, you can't, it doesn't matter where you are because you can't see anything. So it doesn't matter what you have. Yeah. You're not going to have a phone. You're not going to have. Uh, no, they just bring him food. That's it. Right. But you can't even see what you're eating because you can't see anything. Yeah. You basically just hallucinate for four days and right. you just see lights. Right. So you're not going to you're not going to see any golf. You're not going to. See, you're not going to text anyone. You're not going to read any books. You can't even read. I, I, I'm all for getting away from civilization and unwinding, but this is literally darkness for four days. Yeah. Not any. I, there's, I would put this at zero percent chance you'd be able to do. This. I don't agree. I think I could do it for four whole days. Four whole days. Maybe one. Maybe oh, I could do No, no. I think the second day would become easier than the first day. You're going to be hallucinating and seeing lights and shapes and all those things. <laughs> I like lights and shapes. I, I'm, I'm not kidding. You want Rogers so bad. Yeah, no, this, this is insane. <laughs> this so is ridiculous. Bad. I'm telling you, I think the first day of this, this is not like the deprivation of this. It's not like a fast 
or anything like that. Like you could eat, you could drink. You're not. You don't in the even cold. know what you're eating. You can't see you what you're eating. Uh, you could, you have, even, could you cut stuff with a knife? Some idea what they you're have eating. to have really good soups on these darkness retreats. <laughs> well, you'd be fine. You could eat. There, there's a bed and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you 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 would you would. You've got to be able to find your way to. You can sleep as much as you want. You'll have no concept of time. I think it might actually be kind of. In some ways, I think it'd be kind of nice. I I I like. You know what? I might do this. I'm I, in order to spite all of you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to stay. Get these people on the phone. She's not listening. But and they, they get. I want a four day darkness retreat. I'm going to do it. In fact, I could do it with Aaron. If they do this in a couples format, then Aaron and I could do this together. for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.